Hello, everyone. Welcome back to On the Line. It is Tuesday, March 21st, and we are finally wrapped up the indoor season. On today's show, we'll talk about what happened at Adidas Track Nationals. We're going to recap what took place on the outdoor track over the weekend, and then we will dive into the national meet of the week, which is the FSU Relays. I'm Olivia Epine, your host for today, and I am joined, as always, with my amazing co-hosts, Corey Mall and Ashley Titians. Ashley, how are you doing today? on this lovely Tuesday. Oh, doing great. Doing great. How about you, Olivia? You know, hanging in there. We, we traveled <laughs> yeah. back Monday from Adidas Track Nationals. And so I feel like I'm just trying to recover and catch up on some shows. But Corey, how about you? How are you doing? Same. Also catching up. <laughs> Cop a little bit last night. Yeah. just the, uh, So uh, we usually talk about movies and stuff, TV. Do you, either of you watch The Challenge? No. But I know no. what it is. Great show. They have the world challenge is now oh. on paramount so oh. getting into that argentina usa uk and uh what was the last one i, I don't know another country but four countries all another going country. at it the challenge yeah interesting awesome all right so everyone needs to stay tuned to the challenge now Corey gives out good recs so make sure you guys look into <laughs> that but as always we always start off uh, with our week that was part one, and we're going to dive into all the things Adidas Track Nationals. Like I mentioned, we just came off the ground there. So let's kind of just do a quick little recap. What performances really stood out to us over this weekend? And what does that kind of mean moving forward as outdoor is now officially here? So Ashley, let's start with you. Well, when we were on the ground in Virginia Beach, we saw a lot of really good performances, honestly, at Adidas. But I want to begin with one that I think is really monumental, and that has to be Sophia Rodriguez, the eighth grader from Dallastown, Pennsylvania, in the 5K. Here's a cool little reel of her running this weekend. She won the high school championship 5K in 1639, guys. 1639, that is just off the 1624 U14 world record. And, you know, the previous week she competed at Nike Indoor Nationals and took second in the two-mile in a world U14 record there, around 1020-ish. Um, but this was her first ever track 5K, and that's a pretty impressive solo effort for the eighth grader there. So kudos to her there, and I'm curious to see what is going to happen with her outdoors as well after this, you know, really monumental indoor season. And then I also have to give a shout out here to maybe one of the best, you know, breakthrough ath athletes of the meet, Austin Diggs of LC Express out in Texas. He kind of surprised everyone with huge PRs in the 60 and the 200. He won the 60 and 6.92. And then just an hour later, he pulled off another shocking upset in the 200 with a 21-4 PR there. And he completes that, you know, that sweep there of the short sprints. And, you know, to be honest, like he beat out some really tough competitors like Safi Reed, as you saw in that previous picture there, Jaden Mims and others. And I feel like this could be just all the confidence and improvement that he needs going forward. Um, you know, into the outdoor season. And he is only a junior too, so he has some more time to develop after this as well. Yes, I agree with both of those picks. Sophia Rodriguez, we had a chance to really just like hone in on her during her warmups and she just looked like she was ready to go. And I know we had a chance to talk with her after her race and she's like, yeah, it wasn't the time I was shooting for, but she's just looking forward to the outdoor season as well. And then Austin just ran super well this weekend. So Corey, who are some of those athletes that you had watched because you were up top you had one of the best views so who were some of those athletes that you saw compete this weekend well i just want to give one little comparison to austin diggs um reminds me a lot of austin kratz who uh was a very good sprinter from pa back in i believe 2019 uh same profile uh same sort of underappreciated skill level uh the same big time moment in a big meet like this 
Austin Diggs, Austin Kratz. It's kind of it's kind of interesting the way they they, they correlate together. But uh, if you don't know much about Austin Kratz, you should give him a look. He ended up getting a scholarship to Arizona State and uh, is there too. So I, I think Diggs has a good future. For for me, um, I think Brianna Selby uh, is fast becoming one of the top recruits in the nation. She won her her latest national title after New Balance Nationals indoor. Uh, she went seven thirty two in the in the finals, seven thirty five in the prelims. I mean, on the season in the sixty, she's gone seven two seven, seven three zero, seven three two, seven three five. That's really good. U.S. number five in the nation. And when we last did our recruiting rankings, um, she was nine overall in the class of twenty twenty four. But she's noticeably behind a bunch of girls that are ahead of her in the sprints. Mia Bray Pedersen, Adeja Hodge, Avery Lewis, McCarrie Mc- Harris, and Layla Campbell. So and Anaya Brown too. So like Brianna Selby, I think made a huge statement at the end of the indoor season to really elevate herself in this class, and she might be by next year among those top girls. Now Madison White finishing out her career, a wonderful job there, twenty three three seven to win the two hundred meter finals. But what was noticeable was the four by two anchor for Speed Evolution. Um, I know, Olivia, you had some questions about the split, 22-2-7, but she was rolling. Uh, We can't argue that she was looking extremely fast on the anchor, and she had a wonderful finish there. 135-01, better than their performance last year. It was an all-star team, but as far as times are concerned, second fastest high school performance ever indoors. Asia Phillips, US two in the triple jump, forty two eleven. That goes a little bit under underreported there. And then Dawson Reeves, I'll end it with that with him from Christ School. He's the teammate of Rocky Hansen. Um, you're getting maybe a little bit of that 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 star runoff from your teammate. And Dawson ended up going four sixteen in the mile, uh, four flat in fifteen hundred meters en route. Definitely, definitely a great talent beside Rocky. You know, who can I think help push each other this year. So good performances all around. Madison White, uh, that did come up in conversation in her post-race interview after her 200. And I was like, did you hear where you had that 22-28 split? And she's like, that was absolutely insane. And she's like, the baton really just gives you powers. <laughs> it just makes you run really fast. Uh, so she was really excited about that. So again, great choices there for you, Corey. I'm going to dive into someone that I've been keeping my eyes out for all, all year round. I saw her at the Virginia Beach Sports Complex, just Ashley and I walked by and I was like, Kate Putman, there she is. We were thinking whether or not we were going to see her and she was in the stands ready to run. Uh, but she's just been consistently running 209 splits on the 4 by 8s all season long. And what's crazy enough is she hasn't run an 800 meter all season. In fact, she hasn't ran an open race since uh, 2021. So she decided, hey, why not see what I can do without my team here? And Adidas Track Nationals was the perfect place to do it. And so her first 400 meters, she ran a uh, 63.57 for the first quarter. And then she finished out with a 208.92 to set a new personal best and became the eighth fastest girl this season. And mind you, again, this was her opener uh, for the indoor season in this event. And I I had a chance to talk with her after the race. And she, I'm quoting her now. She said, on a relay, I have the adrenaline that I want to do this for my girls. And out here, it's mostly that I have to do this for myself. I went into it with the mindset of just acting like you're getting a 
baton and run and it all worked out. So I think Madison White and also Kay Putman both agree, like having that baton really just makes you just go. And the fact that she did it uh, by herself, 208 is super fantastic. So I feel like just moving forward, I think this is something special for Kate, especially as we go into the spring. I know she told me that this weekend she just wanted to focus on speed, just focus on herself. This weekend she'll be competing at Raleigh Relays, doing some distance things there. And then she's finally taking a break for a little bit. So she's excited to see how she can kind of two different types of speed into one race. So that's going to be exciting to see. Another great highlight from the weekend, you guys, was Archbishop Carroll. In this four by 200 meter relay, it was just so mind blowing to watch them run. They had one goal in mind this weekend, which was to break Bullis's Bullis School's national record of 125.60. In the finals, they were just three hundreds of a second off that they ran a 125.63, moved up to number two all time. The crew was consisted of Marcus Brown, Nicholas Harbor, Cameron Williams, and Drew Dillard. And they just edged out track 757 for that victory. And Ashley, I, I want to throw this to you really quickly. Just what were your thoughts when you saw the, the time that went up, because you and I were both on the infield and just the commotion that Archbishop Carroll had. What were some of the thoughts that you had as you watched him run that relay? Yeah, it was pretty crazy to watch, especially kind of looking at the aftermath. I was trying to get some, you know, footage and they're all like, I will say originally they thought they had broken the national record. So they're like jumping up and down. They're screaming. I had like Nick Harbour's beside himself. Coach Vic from Archbishop Carroll's like practically crying. Like it was just, it, it was so many emotions all in one. I mean, although they did finish just slightly off, I mean, there's no denying that that's such a great performance i mean and also i feel like we can't you know it goes without saying too like track 757 had a great performance too they also ran a top all-time performance there in the four by two so overall it was just everyone was going crazy it was electric it was it was pretty fun yes it was and so I'm excited to see what they do for the springtime. You know, it's still the same crew that they're going to have. Um, I know they were out without Desmond Stark. So I think it's just going to be exciting to see what this team could do just moving into the spring. And of course, I have to end the segment by talking about the pole vault. I think the pole vault competition was really exciting. Uh, Ashley and I had a chance to see our guy, Cody Johnson of Hobart out in Indiana. He cleared 17 feet to win the title, which was his second national title in a week. He was doubling back from the Nike Indoor Nationals where he cleared a personal best of 17-1. And then also Veronica Vaca of Mount St. Joseph Academy from Pennsylvania. She earned her second national title as well. She won New Balance National Indoors with a 13-8-5 at Adidas to set a new personal best. So super exciting stuff in the pole vault. And I must say, uh, Ashley and I were also really excited to see Brian Dudley out there in the <laughs> National Elite Long Jump Competition. We need to bring that energy from the indoor to the outdoor season because it was just super fantastic to watch. So before we move on to the second part of the week that was, which we'll talk about for the outdoor season, we have to stop and pause and just kind of reflect on this indoor season and just have a little debate first. We're going to be releasing the mile split 50 indoor rankings later on this week. So it's going to be revealed, but we need to know, I want to know you guys' opinion first on who was the best indoor performer of the year and why. Let's start with the boys first. I feel like some of the nominees for this could be Asama Singa. Nicholas Harbour, I feel like, needs to be in this conversation. Zaire Nurdin, Connor Burns as well. So, Corey, I'm going to start with you. If you were to be like, okay, I'm releasing these right now, who would you have as your top performer and why? Well, as, as a group, we we discussed this. So this is a group decision. Typically, mm -hmm. when we go through the miles per 50, it's not like one 
one or the other just picks it. But um, I think when you look at it, Asinga, you, you can't argue, I think, with what he did at New Balance Nationals indoor. You know, tied a national record, got a national record, ran the 4 by 4 You know, a week before we go into New Balance, we said Assam's at number three. But if he does anything worthwhile, I think he jumps. And he did something worthwhile. <laughs> so I think, you know, naturally he jumps. Uh, you know, great seasons from Harbor, Naridin. I mean, Naridin got... I think at New Balance, a bad beat in the four by four. You know, in the four hundred, he got. You know, it was it was a physical race. He kind of had a bad beat there, but uh, overall, good seasons from him. And then Burns too. I mean, it's really difficult as a distance runner nowadays to really, um, I think, go outside the box and do something that hasn't been done before. It's really difficult. So he ended up breaking four, uh, running eight forty. Three, I think, yeah. at New Balance. Yeah. I mean, a really amazing season from Burns. It's just like so many guys before him. So um, he's definitely top five. Uh, so kudos to him. Mm-hmm. All right. Ashley, how about for you? Who would you have as the number one performer of the year and why? Yeah, I think Corey mentioned this. Like the the show right leading into New Balance, we were like, who do we think is going to end up on top? And I believe both me and Corey said like, if Asama Singa goes crazy, like, there's no question he'll be number one. And that's exactly what he did. He went crazy at New Balance. I mean, two, he ties the 60 national record. He breaks the 200 national record by, like, a mile. I mean, I feel like that's just, there's nothing else to be said. That's That was kind of like his mic drop moment, I think. So, Asama Singa, number one. All right. Well, I guess we all agree because, <laughs> you know, after his amazing performance at New Balance, I'm like... I, I there were so many great performances, even with Tyrone Gorzy also like in that indoor 5K. Like mm-hmm. there were just so many great performances as well over the year, and it's just like the fact that Isam did what he did and tied the 60 meter national record, demolishes the 200 record. Which I remember watching Jalen Slade doing that in Arkansas, and was like, I don't know who else is going to come relatively close, and here comes Asinga just doing his thing. Uh, so, yeah, I think we are all in agreement there that Asama Singa, I feel, is had one of the top performances throughout this whole entire season. So let's move on to the girls now. Here, we have a lot of candidates for this. Mia Brahe Pedersen is in conversation. Shanti Jackson, Deja Hodge, Amanda Mole, Sophia Gurion, Akela Garrett, just doing all these ladies have had a phenomenal indoor season. Ashley, I, w- I want to start with you. Who would you pick as the top performer for the girls' side? So I feel like, again, kind of going on the idea of, like, New Balance was crazy. Like, Adesha Hodge just made, like, the biggest statement I've ever seen of, like, any athlete in high school ever. Like, the way, like, if you look at this, okay, she breaks, you know, the national record in the 200 meter twice. And it was a record that, obviously, Mia Bride Patterson broke this earlier this year. But it was a record that, like, you know, going into the season, a lot of people saw it as one that could be almost, like, so hard to break. Like, a lot of people weren't sure if it would ever be broken. And the way that Adeja Hodge took nearly, like, half a second off that time is just remarkable to me. And I feel like, sure, like, she had her huge moment at New Balance, and she still performed really well throughout the season. Like, there's no... There's no question in my mind that that huge moment propels her to the top um, in my eyes. Like, if I feel like to not have her at number one would be almost a, a disservice to that sort of performance wow. there, personally. That's, that's bold. Personally. Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Corey, 
thoughts? I, yeah, I think this one naturally is going to be polarizing because, <laughs> you know, when we and th- this we'll, we'll decide this off air together. But um, yeah. the conversation here, is, I think it really stems around what we're actually looking for for Athlete of the Year. Are we looking for that one monumental moment that changes the game? which naturally I think typically you lean toward or do you look at overall consistency and pro- prolific uh, season? Um, and that's Shanti. Shanti Jackson, you know, unquestionably had the best season overall up until New Balance Nationals indoor. And I think she did enough, even at indoor, she went 22-9 again, to, to kind of cement herself one or two. I, I Right now, naturally I'm inclined to say Shanti because – she also had the 300. She also had the 60. Um, and she ran a lot this year. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn because in the past <laughs> when we've been deciding athlete of the year, if someone did something that like changed how we view the season as a whole, but she changed the way we view track uh, as a whole. So I, that's so big. I don't know if you can discount that. So I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence a little bit. See, I'm with Corey on this one, too, because I just like you mentioned, Corey, just kind of reflecting on Shanti's season. She lowered her six meter national record, ran two sub 23 seconds in the 200 meters, two different meets. Right. And then, you know, broke Sydney McLaughlin's 300 meter national record, which like she just did her thing and then runs like the number three all-time performance in the 200. So that is Shanti, like just being able to do kind of all of it from the 55 to the two, to the three. And, you know, she even ran the 400 too. So like, that's also in conversation. And I think she's probably us number two in that 400 or, you know, top five in the 400 as well. So has that versatility, but then we also think of Adasia where in head to head matchups, she did her thing. She won new balance national indoors, so national high school record twice. She broke the U18 and U20 record with her 22-33 as a 16-year-old. She's been consistent all year in that 60 meters with handful of sub 730s. And I feel like she just put the performances all together when it counted most. So I feel like I'm also torn between Adeja Hodge and also Shanti Jackson, who who have both have had just an extraordinary season as a whole. So make sure you guys stay tuned later this week as our team collectively comes together, have a final uh, decision made and yeah, you'll see the national mile split 50 uh, rankings later on this week. So I think, I think one one, one thing before we leave, I think uh, naturally we should probably put this on social media uh, this segment in, in particular, because I think a lot of people have well have thoughts interesting about takes. this, right? Yeah. I mean, so we're curious what your takes are yeah. as well before we get to it. We'll say Thursday. We'll drop it Thursday or Friday. Sounds good. Heard it from all. Okay. Let's move on to the week's part two. And this is everything outdoor you guys indoor is now behind us we're in a new season now for the rest of the year and i'm super excited about this so what are some of those highlighted moments from this past weekend that took place on the outdoor oval and i start with you well what better way to kick off talking about outdoor with the texas distance festival here's this cool video we have from miles with texas's jameson michael this was a huge event over the weekend. You know, you have everything from the 800 up to the 5K. And let's begin with some awesome 5Ks that we saw at South Lake Carroll High School. Kevin Sanchez, 1421, the 5K to win the elite boys section. Big PR in US number one for him. 
Also, Aiden Granados and Adam Burleson go under 1430, and they both clock 1428. So huge, huge performances there. If you're looking at the girls' side, Alexandra Walsh of South Lake Carroll takes the girls' win and nearly dips under 17 minutes. She went 1705 for that win. And then we have to talk about Nicole and Sam Humphreys, the the two twins from Flower Mound in Texas. And they, you know, followed up their four-by-mile performance at New Balance Nationals to where Nicole made her outdoor debut in the 800 and ran 208 to win there. And then Sam won the 1600 and 448, beating out some top talents like San Juanita Leal and Kaylee Littlefield. So very impressive stuff there. But I want to end this conversation about the Texas Distance Festival on this one, like, really crazy performance that I saw Ava Bushaw of South Lake Carroll, she clocks first at 4.56, all-time best in the 1600. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she ran the 5K, and she finished second with a best of 17.18. Like, that's, that's like, an insane double there. Like, <laughs> who does that running a 16 and then a 5K, both basically all-out efforts with PRs? Like, that's, that's insane. So we saw some good stuff out in Texas. Yes, the Texas Distance Festival always puts on a great show. Corey, what were some of those outdoor performances that really caught your eyes over the weekend? I want to add one other thing, too. Um, I saw this online. Caden Leonard, the son mm -hmm. of Justin Leonard, ended up running 1433, which taught, I think it over surpassed Reed Brown's freshman mark. We know wow, Reed Brown was yeah. a national champion, uh, ended up going to Oregon. Caden... Uh, Definitely kid, kid to watch out for in, in Texas as he's coming up. Um, An awesome video by Jameson. Like, I, so I, cool. I second that. Mm -hmm. that, that, yeah. that was cinematic. Yeah. I love it. Hype. I love mm -hmm. it. So uh, California, obviously getting off to a strong, strong start. And we have a, a guy by the name of Dijon Stanley of Granada Hills Charter, a University of Utah signee, went 20.86, win legal at the Maurice Green Invitational this weekend. Uh, Fantastic performance overall. First time under 21 seconds for Deshaun, uh, and he went 47.5 and 10.7 in the four and the one last year. I think naturally this guy is going to be someone to watch out for in 2023. Um, also saw on Twitter this weekend at the Dublin Distance Festival that like they had a nearly was it a record breaking amount of 1600 meter sub five guys? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it was like a world record or something like that. Like. 500 I, Yeah, it was plus? something around 500-ish. I saw that too. Yeah, and then they were close on the girls' side with like 267. <laughs> I didn't even know they tracked that for a world I know. record. Like, uh, <laughs> but that being said, cool, cool stat, cool stat. Uh, I'll finish on Georgia because Georgia is coming up hot. We always talk about Florida, Texas. What's the best sprint state? Well, Georgia, I think, is up there in the mix. And the best thing to happen, I, I think best things to happen came at the AJ Terrell Invitational. 400-meter sophomore runner by the name of Sid Nye uh, went 46.87 on his home track in Westlake in Atlanta. Um, he was the number one freshman 400-meter runner last year in 46.41, and I think he has the potential to go under 46 this year as a sophomore. Definitely a huge talent to watch out for. And, I mean, he's, he's getting pushed by a Texan by the name of Jonathan Sims, currently owns the U.S. number one sophomore class, Mark, out of Allen. Uh, I think that's going to be a wonderful storyline to watch this season. And then overall, from the meet, we had two teams under 41 seconds in the 4 by one You know, Nye's team from Westlake won 40.9, but they got beat by Pebblebrook, 40.84 uh, seconds in the 4 by one Georgia now has 
a total of three teams under 41 seconds, uh, a total of 13 overall in the nation, nine of them coming from Texas. But uh, there's a man from Pebblebrook that uh, probably was the star of the meet, and I think uh, somebody else is going to talk about him. So I'll leave it to you. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're going to dive into that that secret uh secret guy there in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about Florida um, at the Bob Hayes meet. We had Michelle Smith they debut in the 400 old and this girl has just been doing this season and, you know, to open up with two sub 60 second performances over the the 400 hurdle credible so she now has the u.s number one time of 5902 which she ran in the prelim and then in the final she ran a 5924 so the fact that she did that twice in one weekend is quite exceptional and i'm excited to see what michelle smith does as we move into this outdoor season then also looking into the 100 meters as well we have the freshman boys kind of lead the way spots one two and three brandon bennett of american heritage won the 100 meter title in the 1051 Cage Baker of Somerset Academy of Pembroke Pines ran a 10.56. And then Zamari Sanders, uh, who is also Brandon Bennett's teammate, went 10.59. So three freshmen just going 10.50s uh, this weekend, which is super spectacular. Just looking at the 400 meters, we had Makai Danzi of Florida High School clocked a U.S. number seven in that event with a 47.24. And as Corey just kind of... Uh, just kind of sprinkled in the moment there. Just speaking of Pebble Brook, uh, Dwight Phillips Jr. at the AJ Terrell Invitational really put on a show. Here we see him in the 100 meters, the four-star football recruit, who's also the son of big gold medalist in the long jump, Dwight Phillips. He ran a 10-9 wind legal in the 100 meters over this weekend. U.S. number one. Just, oh my goodness, when we heard about this, like that was so crazy. Ashley, what were your thoughts when you when you saw the 10-2-9 win legal performance from Phillips over the weekend? Yeah, it was crazy. And then we posted it on the, the gram and it kind of blew up. Everyone's, you know, everyone's always intrigued when you see a, a you know, four-star football recruit who also has the track speed. Everyone kind of goes crazy. But I mean, for good reason, like he's had, he got some good speed there. And we also, the long sleeves, you know, I, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm say, what, what's going on with the long sleeves? <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Okay. Maybe that was just like, you know, he, he doesn't go with the long sleeves the next race, sheds a layer, and I then feel like you, so, he can go faster. Maybe. Or you have to wear long sleeves now, and that's your thing. Oh, that's true. That's maybe. true. Maybe I can that, see it going either way. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's the thing. But also, if you look at the video, people are definitely wearing sweatshirts and long sleeves. Uh, and you, no, the sprinters, so they, I feel like it was, they were it's all in singlets. No. It's a 10-second race. Play it again. <laughs> it <laughs> They're all in singlets. <laughs> I get that, but still it could have been a little bit chilly out there. I don't know what the temperature was in Georgia this weekend. Could have been a little chilly. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Hey. See? See? All right. Uh, uh, oh, we're gonna play it again. Uh, uh, are we gonna watch are we it, gonna it again? Play it again? <laughs> uh, there we go. Yes, we're gonna watch it again. Yeah, everyone's wearing I, singlets. I don't see I don't see any other. Long I get it, sleeves. but I'm looking at the people on the track, y'all. Yeah, but they're running. Like, they're running. You don't need a long sleeve. I get it, but still. Okay. Maybe it's part well, of his, Dwight, it's part Please of let us know. Yeah. yeah. Statement making now. We'll race. see what he yeah. does. Hey, go <laughs> we'll 10-1 next, next time. 10-1 next time. Let's go. 
10-1. Corey's ready. All right, guys, let's move on. So figuratively speaking, indoor has officially wrapped up, although there are, there are a few meets that are still on the calendar in the Midwest. But outdoors, as we already know, is in full swing, and I am super excited to be out in the sunshine. So who have been our top favorite girl and boy performers so far this outdoor season? Ashley, let's start with you, and let's talk about the girls first. So who is your top female uh, athlete that's competed already this outdoor season? You know, looking at the girl side, someone that's really been on my radar for quite some time, I think has to be Skylar Franklin of Western High School in Florida. She's just a freshman. And I remember watching her last summer at the AAU Junior Olympics. And I remember thinking, this girl's going to be good. I mean, she really dominated in AAU. And now she's, you know, entered her, you know, debut high school season, um, had a really good, strong indoor season in Florida. And now she's already one of the top sprinters in the entire country, not just among the freshmen. Um, this outdoor season, she's gone U.S. number one, 53-37 in the 400. She's gone U.S. number two, 23-56 into a headwind in the 200. And, you know, even if you look at her performances already, she's been extremely consistent. Like those, those two top performances are definitely not outliers if you look at her profile. She's already gone sub 24 seconds in three out of four for 200 meter races. She's gone 1181 in the 100 and sub 55 seconds in both of her two 400 meter races so far this season. So now for me, the question is, you know, just how much faster can she get as the season progresses? If I mean, if you look, I think, I mean, all the keys are there, it seems, for her to continue on this upward trend as the months pass. So I'm really curious with Skylar Franklin right now. I like that pick. All right, Corey, I think you have a middle distance runner. So we're going from sprinter to middle distance. So who's that middle distance athlete that caught your attention over Uh, so far this outdoor season? Kaylee Littlefield of Lucas Lovejoy, the high school junior from Texas. Uh, Amazing talent. Two-time defending UIL uh, 800-meter champion, too. Uh, ended up lowering her season best uh, this weekend in 207. That's now U.S. number one. Uh, what I'm impressed by from Kaylee so far, though, is the fact that her uh, um, her improvement oh, week after week is getting a little bit better every single time out. 211 in her opener, 208 in her next race, 207 this past weekend. That, that that's good. That that's pointing to something great. I think when you look at her her best time from last year, 20621, won her state title. She's heading toward that or maybe even greater. So right now, Kaylee's having a great season. She's also run 454, 1600 meters. I could see great things from her uh, coming into the postseason. Awesome. All right. I'm going to end this segment by talking about a distance runner. And I have to talk about Sadie Inglehart from Ventura High School. The sophomore debuted her outdoor season the first week of March at the Don Green Memorial Invitational in the 3200 meters, which she pretty much did it in a solo effort of 951 to be U.S. number one and number three all time in sophomore history. And you know, the previous California state sophomore record was a 957, which was set by the Foot Locker cross country champion Claudia Lane in 2017. What I think is most impressive is Sadie also holds the two fastest 3,200 meter marks in California history. And she also ran the freshman record as well with a 950 69 last year. And so she's coming back and she's just two seconds off the overall California best of 948 59, which will be standing for 30 years now. So I feel like what's really wild is that race was a tune-up for New Bounce National Indoors. So, and she won the mile in a 438 uh, two weekends ago. So I'm excited to see what the rest of the season looks like for Sadie. So now that we talked about the girls, let's talk about the top boy performers so far this spring. And Corey, let's start with you here. 
All right, going to the boys. I got Jace Posey, uh, Houston Strake Jesuit. It might not be a household name just yet in high school track and field circles, but I think he will be by the end of the season. And the the compelling part about this all, all the super intriguing part is that Jace is not long for track and field. It's this season, and then he's out. He's on the court for TCU. He is a uh, college basketball signee uh, to that Texas squad. But before he leaves, I think he's a legitimate contender to break the high school national record in the high jump at 7-7, which was last done by Andre Mason. Already, Jace has gone 7-3 and 7 feet in the high jump. He's coming off uh, earlier this month, that 7-3 mark at the Bayshore Olympics. But you look at his season last year, he did not break 7 at all up until the state championships when he just uncorked like that heat check moment uh, of 7-4.25, which kind of, you know, blew up, I think, in, in a lot of ways. So I'm looking at Jace this season in particular to see just how high he can go. He's got a lot of talent, but it's not his future. So that's what is the compelling part of this all. How will it end up? It might be this little bubble in history where it just gets stored and put away. I see. All right, Ashley, how about for you? I'm going to take it back to the guy from Pebblebrook that we just spoke about. I want to talk about <laughs> Dwight Phillips Jr. Because, you know, I'm just really intrigued by him, you know, because if you look at this 100 meters, again, he ran 10-29 win legal this past weekend, current U.S. number one. But, I mean, it was his season opener. Like, he hadn't competed since outdoors last year, and then he comes out and unleashes this in the first race, long sleeves and all. I mean, like, shoot, that was a great performance. And I'm just really curious of, you know, where he's going to go now from this. I want to see what he does in the 200. I want to see how low he can go in the 100. doesn't hurt that he has, you know, some good genes in him. I mean, like Olivia mentioned, I think before his dad, Dwight Phillips, was the 2004 Olympic gold medalist in the long jump. So it's definitely there. He's a four-star football recruit, like we mentioned. He's set to attend Georgia in 2024. So, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what this kid can do because he's already made a statement and he's kind of already blown up all over our Instagram. Wasn't Lamont yes, Jacobs a former long jumper before he became a 100-meter gold medalist? Was he? I think so. I'm almost positive that Lamont Jacobs was a former long jumper that became a sprinter. Uh, and... That makes sense because Dwight, obviously, long jump, you know, history. But he probably could have transferred that over to the track. Oh, for sure. In yeah. some way. So it's like his son is taking mm-hmm. that, but just in a different avenue. What if we saw his son do yeah. a long jump? I that would love be to interesting. see it. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like Dwight Phillips. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> I think we're all huge Dwight, Dwight Phillips fans here. All right. I think Corey briefly mentioned Jonathan Sims. Uh, but he's the guy that has really caught my attention so far this outdoor season. He's a sophomore from Allen High School in Texas. At the Lancaster Meet of Champions, he set a new personal best in the 400 with a 46.35. And he ran twice this indoor season in the 400 meters. He ran a 48.68 to kick off the year, which is a new best for him and then 49 18 and just looking at where he started this spring he went 48 38 which essentially he picked off where he left off from the indoor season then went 47 27 then drops this 46 35 so really intrigued by jonathan sims very young talent here from texas so i'm curious to see what he does later down the road as the season really starts to wind up a little bit more 
But last but not least, let's move on to our final segment of our show, which is our national meet of the week. And this week it is the FSU Relay. So we're going to be talking about the top boy, top girl events. Got some key players that are going to be showing up here and debuting their outdoor season. And we're going to dive into all of that first. But first, let's talk about the top boys event, which I think is this 200 meters. You're going to have Asama Singa, Zaire Nurdin, Cage Baker, Javian, Javian Green, Makai Danzi. And we have five boys that are under 2150 in this event going to be lining up at FSU Relay. So, Ashley, what should we be looking out for, and what are some of the key takeaways we can probably take away just going into this meet? I think the question is going to be, like, how fast will Montverde go? Like, realistically, are they going to be trying to put down something really, really quick? And But can anyone challenge, too, as well? And I think the answer is, yes, some people can challenge in this race. You know, it's obviously, Asinga and Nurden kind of come in as the obvious favorites for, you know, some – Obvious reasons, but I wouldn't sleep on Kaj Baker. He's gone 21-18 earlier this season at the LS Elite 16, and it was into a pretty strong headwind as well. And I'm just really impressed with what he can do. And I think, you know, on a good day, he could definitely be up there with those guys. He Just last weekend, he ran a 10.56 100-meter PR at Bob Hayes. So he should be feeling pretty confident and fit. And I also think um, if you look at this field, Javian Green will be a factor. He had a really solid indoor season. He ran 21-34 indoors for the 200. So, I mean, all in all, again, it's going to come down to how fast will Asinga and Nerdin want to realistically go in this outdoor opener after a really long indoor season, and who else is going to be up there with them challenging? Cash Baker is definitely, I feel like, that individual to not sleep on. I know you just mentioned that. He's also a freshman. On top of that, which is really scary to think about, 21-18 into a negative 1.1 wind the first week of March. Like, I think that's really exciting to know, like, hey, this is where he is right now as a freshman. And, you know, he's going to be having that competition with Asama Singa. And as you mentioned, Zaire Nurdin, Javian Green also ran a 21-34 this indoor season. Uh, Danzi went 21-41 last spring at regionals. And this season already went 21-67. And that's just crazy. I think we can actually see a handful of maybe sub 21 seconds um, in this 200 meters at this meet. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't sleep on Kaj Baker either. Corey, what are your thoughts on just this lineup here? Uh, Montford's headed to the Texas Relays in March. Is that right? Correct? I believe so. And I also, isn't it the same weekend as Florida Relays too? So, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I think it's coming yeah. up. That might get a little tricky. But yeah. when I look at the outdoor season for Montford as a whole, uh, I think it's going to be long for these guys, right? They want to be operating in, in June, July, and August when some of these world-level U20 championships are available to them. So, you know, they will run fast. I agree with you 100%. Now, will he go what he did at, at New Balance Nationals Indoor? Is he going for record-level stuff? Probably not. Um, I think he's going to break – 21 he'll he'll win the race assam that is but i think there's still this is like build up phase for montford tear it down a little bit during indoor build it back up and you want to be better overall when it comes to june july and august so um i think that's something to watch out for for me the the undercards are are danzy who you both have mentioned already um he's a candidate for me that might be able to go under 21-5. I think last year at state championships, he was 21-4 behind Michael Larry, uh, Baker, 
and uh, and another athlete by the name of Brown. Uh, he was third at the AU Junior Olympics in 21-9. So he's got talent. I think here is a critical junior uh, season for him. He can get better here. Donovan Terry is another guy, 21-4-5 at his home meet March 8th from Tampa Jesuit. He didn't break 22 at all last year. Uh, he ended up doing it right from the get-go in 2023. So um, I think Terry has a good opportunity here at FSU Relays to really make a mark for himself. Mm-hmm. Now, as we talk about the girls' event, this is something I think is going to be really interesting to see. I feel like the top girls' event going into this weekend for the FSU Relays is this 800. Talked about Michelle Smith, who just opened up in the 400-meter hurdles just last weekend. She's going to be in this race. Kamaya Haywood, who's one of the top returners from the indoor season, will also be in this race. Many of Trinity Holland as well is going to be in this race. So, Ashley, how excited are you for this 800-meter field, and how do you see this unfolding? Yeah, I'm really excited about this because I think it's going to be a really close competition. You know, I'm I'm really curious to see what Michelle Smith is going to do, especially if you look at what she just did this past weekend. She ran the 400 hurdles. I mean, she broke 60 seconds both times, and now but now she's going to transition back to this 800. And the question is, how fast is she going to go? Because we haven't seen her do this in a little bit. Um, you know, she was one of the top performances in the 600 during indoor, and so the question I guess is going to be tack on an extra 200 there how you know can she hold on like you know how's that how will that translate basically and I think that's gonna be exciting to watch but I think you know Kamaya Haywood I mean it's it's gonna be a battle between these two Haywood is she's also a stud she's like a 209 210 800 girl very very consistent as a middle distance athlete and I'd imagine you know it'll be a battle between these two especially coming down the stretch but probably whoever has the best you know final turn the final you know 150 200 meters they're going to be the one that comes out on the top but really excited to see these two athletes yeah i think this is a really exciting race just because we have three girls who have essentially went 210 and 212 within the last year actually you mentioned it's been a while since michelle smith has been around the track twice the last time she did that was at the florida outdoor state championship so nearly almost a year ago that was the last time she ran an open 800 she has a personal best of 210. She's the defending FSU Relay champion where she ran a 212 last year. So this girl definitely has the wheels to do it. And I agree with you. Kamaya Haywood ranked U.S. number 11 this indoor season with a 209. And already this spring, she's ran a 210. So she's definitely going to probably be that person to really push Mich- Michelle Smith and the rest of this field too. But I also would not count out Trinity Holland, who ran a 212 last spring to send new personal bests. And she's been consistently she went from 221 to 212 in just a span of a month literally this outdoor season so it's going to be exciting to see i think these three girls really push the pace a little bit Corey, how do you see this race just kind of unfolding in this 800 well the familiar faces are all back uh from last year you know haywood was in this race last year blackledge and nolaton um i think nolaton actually made a, a pretty good run toward the second half of the race last year um, Michelle will be, I think, the favorite, as we all talked about. And if we, we look at a comparison, right, model for her, because she hasn't run the 800, what would it be? Look to Layla Haynes of IMG Academy. Has already run 209 uh, for the 800. She's in the U.S. top three. She was a little slower than Smith in the 600, Ashley, as, as you mentioned. So if you're looking at the model, how will she produce? You know, I think Haynes is probably a good example there. I think Smith will target that 210 or even go faster because she does have that that speed. But it is early in the season, as I said, um, to put back-to-back 65s together 
isn't an easy thing to do, but um, a girl like that with a ton of talent, World U20 experience, I think she can get it done and uh, might might end up running a U.S. top three time but by the by th- when things are all said and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a definitely very loaded 800-meter field, so that's going to be exciting to watch. Now, as we just kind of shift a little bit of focus, I know we talked about Asama Singa, but his teammate as well, Adesha Hodge, is also registered to run the 200 meters as well. So we have the stars that are going to be returning, the national champions, national record holders. They're competing in FSU Relays. So my question to the both of you is, what are we thinking that we can see this weekend? I know, Corey, you just briefly talked about how they're probably going to you know, they probably took some time off, reloaded, gained some strength. And the goal is not FSU relays, right? Like we're looking toward later in the season. But as we're opening up this outdoor season, what can we expect from them? Ashley, what are your thoughts? Yeah, like we already mentioned before, when you're talking about the boys 200, I think it's really just going to be like, yeah, they'll run something fast. But I mean, realistically, they're not going to be looking to break any records at FSU relays. You know, if we're being really realistic about it, like, you know, it's it's probably going to be, they're just going to kind of coast. You know, I think they're going to cruise. But, I mean, let's be real. Like, if we're talking about cruising for them, that's something that's already, like, super elite. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> I think this will probably be a good, like, benchmark for them almost. You know, set themselves up. Be like, all right, this is where we're at. Cut fresh off of indoor. Let's shift to outdoor. Just get one underneath our belts. And then keep going for the remainder of the season. That's kind of how I see it playing out. Yeah. And I think it's, I also looked at the weather beforehand. I was like, what is the temperature going to be like? And it looks like there's going to be some great weather. And I'm just like, okay, great weather. They're pretty sharp right now. And again, like Corey mentioned, they're probably rebuilding. And again, the goal is later in the season. So the fact that you said they're probably going to cruise this and it's still probably going to be an elite time. Do you, do you see a Deja going sub 23 right now? Like right off the bat at FSU Relays? I mean, maybe like, or right on 23. Maybe like twenty three, okay. One, I don't know. It really just—it'll depend. It'll depend if she's like rearing to go and go after something fast, or if she's you know content with just kind of going for the win. Mm-hmm. All right, Corey, what are your thoughts? I know we talked about Assam. What are your thoughts on Adesia in this two hundred? I want to tell you a brief story. Uh, <laughs> at New Balance, I was talking to um, a colleague, uh, Steve Mazone of of Bay Shore Running. Uh, Steve's a great guy. He does a great, a lot of um, good stuff in that that area. You know, writing about track and field. He told me a story about Devin Kipiego. Um, he's been covering him all his career, his entire career, and uh, he's wrote you know glowingly about Devin. But there there have been moments where he's simply asked the question: Can Devin do it all? Can he win all four events? Can he do X Y Z? And, you know, Steve's a, a logical guy. Sometimes he comes to the conclusion, well, maybe he can win three, but not one. He told me at New Balance that, like, Devin has that killer spirit where it's like if he sees anyone doubting him, even if it's just this offhanded thing, he's going to go after it. And in those moments, he, Steve said that Devin eventually did win those four titles, and he always would do the thing that Steve predicted against. So I just want to call like. I, I agree with you, Ashley. I don't think there's going to be any records broken, but I wonder if there's any sort of that like motivational factor. Like any any doubt they can hear, they can put it in their head, say, hey, this person said we won't do it. Um, I think athletes need to have that to, to excel, and it's something that like pushes you know certain certain people forward. So I'm also going to say no on records. Uh, but – that being said, <laughs> I would not be surprised if Assam goes 20.5, say, or Adesia goes 22.8. Um, 
I also will predict 23-1 from Adesia and, you know, just under 21 for Assam. But, like, if something crazy happens, I will not be surprised. Okay. I love I love that talk, Corey. It's great. So I'm excited to see what they both do. Um, if I had to put it in perspective of, like, where I think they would be right now, like, I could see Adesia going, I think, sub-23. I'd say, like, 22, 5 or 6. I see Assam going. Whoa. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> 20, what? 22-5? You said that 20, like it was like. 22. 22-5. Oh, 22-5. Guys, Casually. the way she ran that 22-7 indoors and the fact that I saw her go 22-3 was just like insane. I feel like at this, like 20, okay, 22-6. 22 <laughs> that wasn't much of a difference um, there. Assam, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this kid. I feel like every time he lines up, and I had a chance, like at New Balance, he said, every time you have a chance to compete, you treat it like it's your last. And I just don't know what to expect from Assam right now. So I'm not going to be surprised either way of what times they run because they're just incredible athletes. So hold, hold uh, I know we hold dove on, into- Hold on, Breaking up the yes. uh, national high school records, just saying 22-5 okay, would be- six all time um you know brianna williams who won a world title ran 22-5 tamari davis won the state championship caitlin whitney lauren ran williams candace hill allison felix those are the heavyweight stars of the history so we're you're and abby steiner was just right there to 22-7 so adasia mm-hmm. big 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 thoughts from <laughs> olivia i love it <laughs> Yes, I love it. Dude, she went 22-3 indoors. I know, like, that I know, is just I know. Insane. So at this point, I, just, there's no limit. Let's just say she breaks, no let's just say she goes 22, uh, honestly, 22-1. This, <laughs> I, I'm going one. for it. I'm going for it. 22-1. Sub, sub 22. Candace sub Hill, 22. your record's going down. <laughs> Goodness. Do you mean right now, or do you mean like later down the down the line, Corey? No, do you mean right 22, now. One? Yeah, we're being facetious, but uh, maybe maybe. Hey, I agree. Twenty two three. By the time the years end, by the time the year ends, twenty two one. Is that go down? Does that go down this year? I, I think we all could agree that it, that might go down this year. Okay. We're on another topic now. We're on another topic now. She's like racking her like, brain. My brain is going crazy right now. Twenty two three. In March, and I'm thinking April, May, June, three months from now, weather permitting. I'm not, I'm not even saying all conditions. I'm saying when legal right now. Like, do we? I don't even want to throw this out there right now. It's making me nervous. My hands are sweaty thinking about it. Never mind. Yeah, 22, 22, one. Let's just go there. 22, one. I can see it. It's a big year. I can see there's, it. There's plenty World, of time too. World Junior. There's yeah. Pan American World plenty Junior Games. Of time. Like, yeah, I think she can make a big team and and go after it for sure. Awesome. All right, y'all. We've we talked about the eights, the eight hundreds. We talked about the two hundreds. There's a lot of athletes competing this weekend, so I want you to pick one athlete that you're looking forward to watching this weekend at the FSU Relay. So this is our pick, Corey. Let's start with you. Who is your pick of someone or a team that you feel like really do something remarkable this weekend in Florida? I'm glad you said that. I said team. Um, I, mm-hmm. You know, Montford Academy, it's going to be the Montford Academy show in 2023. But they didn't really get the opportunity in the 4x4 at New Balance to really put forth the, the complete effort. They they got um, a member fell during the third leg. They didn't or weren't able to finish. But they were kind of on pace to go right around 313, 314. Um, so I think seeing them in a relay, whether it's the 4x4 or the 4x1, I am most interested in that because I think, you know, 
track is about individualism, but when you do have a team like that and you can have a relay that's prolific, it's it's you know squared. It's like that 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 moment squared. So um, I'm I'm curious how they do in in one of those relays if they end up doing that at, at FSU. Awesome, I like that. Ashley, how about for you? Well, I was looking through the entries, and in the boys' 800, we're going to have Alex Leith of Vestavia Hills out in Alabama. He just He's going to be entered in this race, coming off a monster indoor season. He finished second at New Balance Nationals, where he went 148, second place. I mean, that's like one of the top all-time 800-meter performances in indoor history. And he'll be making his outdoor debut at the distance. And I'll just, I'm kind of like what we were talking about with, you know, Osama Singa and Adeja Hodge, like... Will this be just kind of a casual tune-up? Is he going to go for something big off of that indoor? Did he, like, take a little break and is now just kind of trying to get the gears going again? I don't know. But either way, I'll be curious to see what he does and, you know, see how that plays out for him. Awesome. I think for me, I'm sticking with the distance events as well. I'm excited to see what Patrick Kuhn does. Um, He'll be in the 3,200 meters this weekend. He's coming off of a very strong cross-country season. He won the FX. The, the state title in cross country. And he's also dipped under nine minutes in this event this spring already with an 8.53.88 at the Bulldog uh, Classic just literally a few weeks ago. Um, that's a new personal best for him. So the fact that you're kicking off your season with personal best, it only gets better from there. That also is Florida and U.S. number one as well. So Lots of great things that are occurring this weekend, so make sure you stay tuned to Mile Split to get everything from the interviews to race videos, all the content we got you guys covered. But that does it for our show, and I'm excited because Ashley's going to be our host next week as we recap all the amazing things that go on. So anything exciting going on this week for y'all? Ashley, you got anything special planned? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm still still recovering, you know? Recovering, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll watch where you said you watched the Boston Strangler, right? I kind of want to watch that now. I know we talked about that in Virginia Beach. <laughs> we got to keep we got to keep those wrecks off off on the line. <laughs> off the air on the It's a little too much for on the line. It's a PG, oh, th- PG okay, show, Ashley. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I, Corey, how I, about it's you? Good. Any it's special plans? I told you it's a good movie. Um I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah, awesome. no, Do you I'm have good. any special plans this week? I'm good. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. All right. Normal weekend. Cool. Well, Ashley and I will be recovering. So until then, you guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again next week. All right. <laughs> cool.